Welcome to C3 Church Tugra. You're about to hear a message from Andrew Flaxman. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. Isn't it great to be in church? And isn't it great to be surrounded by great people? And isn't it great to be in, like Candace said before, isn't it so great to have our families growing up together in the house of the Lord? You know, uh, I remember when I was so little, just running around church and, uh, you know, doing silly things. And I remember one time, uh, me and uh, a young guy, we won't mention his name, uh, end up writing our names on, in permanent marker on the church door. And, uh, you know, get a knock on my door. Uh, did you and Chris? And then my mum had to go down and rub it all off. And, you know, but isn't it great memories? And, you know, I remember, remember going into, great memories. I remember going into, um, you know, uh, big church was on and we'd sort of sneak into the office and eat the communion and steal the, you know. And it's like, you know, it's such a great thing for kids to grow up, you know, in great with great, great connections, great families. And, you know, I want my kids to be the ones that hang out in church and run around and be a part of the, you know, children's church with all these great, you know, it's such a great community to be a part of. You know, it's, it's such a beautiful thing, you know. And, and on top of that, so powerful that even, you know, above all that, that when we come into church, it's like God can get in us as well, you know, which is like incredibly powerful. But, you know... I just want to share a word this morning. If you have a notepad or a Bible, you can grab that. Last, I think it was, uh, was it Wednesday night? Uh, who was down there? I went, we, we got the opportunity uh, to go down and see uh, Dr. Yongi Cho, uh, who was down there. What an amazing, amazing night. And Yongi Cho uh, is, uh, was, I think he's passed it down there, but was a senior pastor of um, a church in South Korea. Uh, with something like 830,000 members in his church uh, every week, 830,000 people. And uh, so powerful, so amazing to see a true champion, a true hero of faith speak. And I'd never really heard uh, Dr. Cho speak, never at all. And uh, my first impressions, he gets up and he's just this little guy and, uh, you know, wasn't at all a dynamic speaker you know, didn't amaze us with how great he could string words together. And uh, what, I, what I noticed the most was incredibly humble. I mean, man, he's got the biggest church in the world. You know, how many people do we know if they had the biggest church in the world, they'd be getting up with their cowboy boots and their gun and, you know, they'd be shooting stuff. You know, that's what I would do. So, yeah, man, I've got the biggest, got my hat on, you know. And that'd be, you know, because we think we're, you know, all awesome. And uh, gets up there so humble. So humble. It's like, wow. And I, it's like, why does God use people who are humble? Because, you know, he knows that it's, it's all God. It's not, you know, how awesome we think we are. And, you know, oh, man, I couldn't believe that. As he was speaking, you know, it wasn't like he, he had this amazing ability to communicate with, you know, to connect with a, a congregation or anything like that. But I could, as, I, as he was preaching, I could tell that this man was a man of vision he was a man of dreams, and he had the power of the Holy Spirit on the inside. And, you know, I could tell that 
he knew God. Like, he didn't pretend, he wasn't putting it on. And I could, you could just, I was just sitting there going, wow, I just can't believe, you know, what's happening through this amazing, you know. I think he started back in 1973 with uh, five members of his church, and, and then it went up to 830 members over years. I've got a scripture here, it says, the people, Daniel 11:32, it said, people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. So true, people who know their God shall be strong. One of the first things he said, Dr. Cho, uh, Pastor Phil Pringle interviewed him just before he, he got up to preach, and uh, Dr. Pastor Phil said, what's the deal? How did you do this? And his quote is, difficulty is my food. I become strong when I eat. And I went, difficulty is my food. I become strong when I eat. I'm like, difficulty makes me cry. Like, <laughs> difficulty makes me want to run home and just sleep and never, you know, you stupid world. I, you know, difficulty is my food. I thought, man, like what a... What a mind, you know, because we, we try and ease towards comfort. We ease towards, you know, I don't want to do that. Difficulty is my food. I become strong when I eat. It's like, I just, that blew my mind. I, I could have gone home right away. I went, oh, no, oh, oh, no, you didn't. Like, <laughs> what? No, I want to hear like, oh, God's, you know, God's with me and it's just been an amazing journey and God's just done this and, man, we started with five people, but, you know, and then just God just did it all and we just sort of sat back and, you know, it just happened. And it's like, yeah, difficulty is my food. It's like, oh, that's like, you know, it's like deep in there. It's like I'm not running from the hard stuff. Dr. Trey's not running from, you know, oh, this is too hard. It's like, Bring it, bring it on. Whatever, whatever it is there, bring it, you know? And I thought, oh, it, you know, amazing. I thought, man, I, I don't have a tattoo, I don't want a tattoo, but if I was gonna tattoo something, difficulty is my food, I become strong when I eat, I love that. I become, difficulty makes me cry and I wanna run home, but, you know, he started out by saying that he, uh, he, he's, he's a man of prayer and I think there's no substitute for prayer you can, you can have great clothes and look amazing and shake the right people's hand or whatever, but if you don't spend time with the Lord building something in your own soul, in your own heart, then it's, it's built on a shaky foundation. And uh, Dr. Cho says he prays for five hours per day, which is amazing. He, you know, he skimmed over that. I said, how, do you, how have you done all this? You've got this huge church. He said, oh, I pray for five hours a day and we do all this stuff and we do that stuff. I go, whoa, 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 whoa. You pray for what? You know, and he's, as, he, as he prays, he says he meditates over the promises of God in his life. He prays the word. Uh, he's not praying, you know, he's ever seen a duck and their feet are sort of going, but up top they sort of look like they've got it all, you know, uh, you know praying God's word, uh, speaking the promises of God over your life. Uh, got a whole list of verses up there. I don't know if they're going to come up or not. If God is for us, who can be? Pray. He just prayed the word. If God is for us, who can be against us? You know, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Fear not, for I am with you. The Bible says that I can do all things through Christ. Nothing shall be impossible for you. He who meditates on the word, whatsoever he does shall prosper. If you abide in me, my words abide in you, shall ask whatever, and it will be done for you. Beloved, I wish my voice. You know, praying the word, like praying, getting the Bible out, and walking around your room, 
getting these promises that God has given you, you know, it's not like, this is not mine. God has promised us these, these strengths, these, these things now. Like sometimes we just go, oh, God, I don't know what to do. Give me a word. Oh, who knows that sometimes when they pray, it's like, how does it happen? I don't know, but I seem to go from there. And after a little while, I just sort of, I, somehow my mind rises. I, I, I'm seated in heavenly places. I am, you know, and all of a sudden after we speak these words into our hearts, like our, our brain starts to switch off. His brain just keeps going, keeps going. And, and it's like we start to rise. And all of a sudden we're making decisions out of a place of, man, I can do this. You know, God is with me. God is for me. And, I, and I, this is what I want to talk about. He, he, he ended up preaching on visions and dreams. And I, I, I re- he said to a, to a Christian, a dream is more powerful than money. If you have a dream, it's worth way more than having $10 million in your account. If you've got a dream, it's worth more than having you know, all this you know, property portfolios and real estate and whatever. If you've got a dream in your heart, more powerful than, you know, and we've all seen people get given large sums of money and blow it. And we've seen people who have little dreams that somehow just, you know, get out there and change the world. All right, so let's turn to uh, Joel 2.28. It says, uh, Dr. Cho's first point was get a dream for your life. He's talking about how Joseph had a dream, his brothers did not. Joel 2.28 says, uh, your old man shall dream dreams, your young man shall see visions. Proverbs 29.18 says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Without vision, we wander aimlessly. Dr. Cho said, I just wrote, I, the whole night, I just, my pen couldn't write fast enough. He said, so I began to dream. No dream, no vision, no faith. So no dream, no vision, no faith. The Bible says in Psalm 81, I'm the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. Vision makes you walk differently with visions and dreams, mouth and faith confession, stuff in your world begins to happen. With visions and dreams, faith and mouth confession, stuff begins to happen. When you pray, you'll be moved by the Holy Spirit and enlarged by God. He gave us five points, and that's, what, that's my message this morning. I just want to get into those if we can. Pray, dream, faith, believe, speak. Pray, dream, faith, believe, speak. Dr. Cho says, as he begins to pray, he, seems, he, he prays the Word of God over his world. He, he gets out of all the, all the other stuff that's trying to hold him back, all the problems, all the can't be done, it's too hard, it's too big, it's too whatever. He says, pray. As we pray, I meditate and speak God's promises over my life. That's how he prays. As we pray, we begin, God will give you a dream. As God gives you the dream your mind will start to see it. As you see it, your faith will arise within your heart. As you believe, you'll speak. Pray, ask God. I love that dream. Who's ever had that? Have a dream. I can see it. I begin to pray and I get in this zone. God, you're for me. God, you're with me. You're a, you, you, no one can be against me. You're there. As well as I, God says, there's, the, there's a dream, a place to dream in your heart. It says, and I thought about this the other day, God gave Noah a dream, build an ark. God gave Abraham a dream. God gave Joseph a dream. God gave Nehemiah a dream. 
how do these guys, it's not like they're just out there, you know, playing the Playstations or doing whatever and go, oh, I just had a dream. No, it's like they're spending time with the Lord and God gives them a dream. Pray, ask. It's such a, even if, even we just prayed and read the promises over our world, that to me would nearly be enough. If we could say, God, just here I am. This is the promises. I reckon God's in heaven going, hey guys, I've given you amazing I've given you all you need. I've given you these amazing, you know, gifts and promises that you, you seem to say that's not for me. Oh no, no, no! I'm an over, no. Oh, I can't be an overcomer, God. That's not somebody else. No, no. The Bible says that's for us. Pray, ask God. The Bible says, uh, dream. When you when you dream, who's ever who's ever dreams and then they can just see it in there. It's like you start to dream it. It's like wow, God, wouldn't that be amazing? I, you know, I can I can see that happening. I can there it is, and all of a sudden you. You just you can see it everywhere you go. You can see it there, and you can see it there. It's always in the oh, there's that, and then it's like as we see it. I love this part. It says faith. Faith comes once you start to see it. Faith comes. The Bible says in Hebrews 11, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. Pray, dream. As we dream, we see. As we see, faith starts to arise in our heart. What is faith? Hebrews 11, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. What's faith? What? I've, all I've, I'm praying, I, I dream, I can see it. All of a sudden, faith starts to rise for what I can see. Who's with me? Faith is rising for what I can see. Faith is the sub, why is faith so powerful? Because it's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. I haven't even seen it. I, you know, it's not, in the, it's not here yet. But my faith is so powerful because, it, you know, it's something that hasn't happened yet, but I can see it. Yeah. It's something that I know is going to change a community, but no one else can see it. The book of Daniel says that Daniel had a dream and a vision, and the men around him couldn't see it. You know, it's so powerful to have a dream because dreams make, give us faith, and when we have faith, we have it before it's here. I can, I, that's where we're going. Everyone's trying to talk to you. you go, yeah, I know that, but I'm sort of, that's sort of, I'm sort of going through. Yeah, I know, I got to, yeah, I got to, yeah, I know, but I'm sort of, that's where, I, that's where I'm going. It says faith. Faith is a substance. Faith is not nothing. Faith isn't something that, you know, I got to use my, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to just, when I get to the city, these pastors, I'm going to put my hat on and my cowboy boots and my gun. I'm going to pretend I'm the man. Oh man, I've got this. Oh, how are you doing? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not. You know, it's not about pretending to be something that you're not. Faith is a substance that you get inside when God has given you a dream. And you go, that's, that's it. And so, you know, when you've seen all the other pastors, you're shaking their hand. How you going? Yeah, great. You know, you know, good luck. See you later. Whatever. You know, not trying to, you know, who's ever been to a pastor's meeting? And every pastor puts his, you know, his cowboy hat and he, and he wants to, yeah, I can come preach at your church. It's like, yeah, okay, great. Oh, I can come preach it. Yeah, great, great, great. I think I don't want to preach anyone's church. I just want to, you know, preach at my own church and do what I need to do and hang out with Ollie. And, no, I don't want to hang out with Ollie. Ollie's awesome. Faith is a substance of things hoped for. It's evidence. You know, whatever you say will be used against you in the court of law is evidence. Yeah, faith, your faith is evidence of a dream. It says, believe. I love this. Pray, dream, faith. As we get faith, Faith will build us as it builds us. Guess what happens? I actually start to believe it. It's like, whoa, I've gone from praying God's promises over my world, amazing, to 
uh, dreaming this phenomenal dream that's way beyond, Doug, where, where I can, you know, it's like, there it is, faith starts to get in my world. I go, man, maybe, maybe I can. Maybe God is calling me. Maybe, maybe God has spoken. Maybe, maybe God does want to, you know, touch a high school. Maybe God does want to touch my you know, university. Maybe God does want to, you know, somehow get inside and do what he needs to. As the faith arises, it's like, you know, the light bulb, ding, there it is. It's like, man, I can't believe this. Like, it's like, I think I have it. I think I, I, I think I'm there. I think I've, I think I've, I, I think I'm actually believing what I see. I think I'm actually, the faith is, I think I'm, I'm there. It says, the Bible says, as we believe, therefore, I spoke. As I believe, therefore, I don't know where that verse is in the Bible somewhere. I wrote it down and then forgot to put a scripture next to it, but it's in there. As I believe, therefore I speak. So powerful, speak. Dr. Cho said, your words create and recreate your world. As we, as we believe, we speak. As we speak, man, this is, the, this is the most powerful thing I've ever heard. As we speak, your words create and recreate your world. Oh, no, they don't. Oh, I just I struggle. I just keep struggling. Oh, I just keep, you know, I just never have enough. Oh, my life's just, you know, everyone else gets all the good stuff. And I just, you know, your words create and recreate your world. It says here at um, Genesis 1, God spoke and created the world. Pretty cool. The book of Jeremiah says, God says, I put your words, my, sorry, I put my words in your mouth. It's like God has given us power to create a world around us, you know, and re- continually recreate where we're going. Prayer, get with God. Pray these, you know, get, get all the scriptures that you think are too far out to believe. Pray them, believe them, dream. God will give you a dream. Love that. As you dream, you'll see it. As I see it, faith rises. Love faith. Dr. Cho says, no vision, no dream, no faith. No vision, no dream, no faith. It's like, oh, makes so much sense. As faith rises, the substance of things hoped for, it's the evidence I have it. Book of, I love Book of Daniel. He said, no one else could see it. No one else could see the vision. I could see it. No one else could see it. As faith arises, we believe. As we, if you find someone who believes their dreams, it's like, look out. Yeah. They're going there. It doesn't matter if someone said they can't. They're going there. Yeah. As I believe, therefore I spoke. Speak. Your words create and recreate your world. Dr. Chase says, speak as if you've already accomplished the dream. Ugh. Speak as if you've already accomplished the dream. I was reading the story about Abraham a little while ago. Abraham in Genesis 12 was 75 years old when God promised Abraham, Abraham that he'd become a great nation. He's 75, no kids, a wife. God says, Abram, I'm going to make you a great nation. He's like, yeah, sweet, 75, no worries. You know, I can only imagine that he's for years been trying to have kids or whatever, and he's seen all the other dads teaching their kids how to ride, and, you know, he's seen all the other kids, you know, down at the wherever, buying whatever, and he's just there walking past the toy store going, 
wow, you know, who, you know, and it's like, he's 75, and God says, hey, Abram, you're going to be a great nation. He goes, yeah, great. It's Genesis 17, Abram's 99, 24 years later, the Lord appears to him and says, uh, you know what, I'm actually going to change your name from Abram to Abraham. It says here that uh, Abram means exalted father. Abraham means father of a multitude. It's like, oh, my name's Abram, right? And he's got a, you know, as he walks through town, hey, exalted father. Hey, how's your kids, exalted father? Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, exalted Abram, exalted father. Hey, how you going? Oh, get in the car. You know, kids, get in the car. Get, you know. And then it's like, yeah, 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 exalted father. I get it. Yeah, great. Yeah, 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 cool. Exalted, yeah, yeah, exalted father. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm going to change. I'm just going to change it, guys. You can imagine Abram going down to the RTA and sort of going, look, you know, Abram's not really working for me. Exalted father. You know, I've got no kids. You know, it's a bit, yeah. And the lady behind the RTA is going, yeah, yeah, I get it, Abram. Yeah, exalted father. It's a bit embarrassing, isn't it? What do you want to change it to, Abram? Uh, how about uh, father of a multitude? So, what? And he's got to call his boss, hey, uh, yeah, hey, uh, you know how you make my paycheck out to Abram? Yeah, yeah. Do you reckon you can make it out to Abraham? It's like, what exalted father? You know, speak it as if you've already accomplished the dream. Have, uh, you know, that, that's like in a whole, you know, speakers already accomplished the dream. It's, you know, it's like you're out there. You, you're the, you know, you're, you know, that guy, exalted father, father of the multitude. One year later, Abram has a son called Isaac and uh, becomes the father of a multitude. So powerful. Uh, it says here that, um, and I, I think I love this, um, Abraham, the father of faith, uh, what a great guy, at the same time made so many, you know, stupid mistakes along the way. And how the devil will come at you and say, hey, you think you've got faith? Hey, you think you pray? You think you do this? Remember that? Hey, remember how you, you blew that? Remember how you didn't and you said that about that person, but, you know, you, sh- you, know, you should have been that guy? Or, you, you know, you said, remember how you, whatever, remember you, you blew it that one time? That the father of our faith made mistakes along the way that we don't go, oh, man. You know, I made a silly mistake. I'm, I'm, you know, we just keep going. We, you know, you made a mistake. Yeah, that's cool. Just, just, you know, we're just going to, you know, keep going. We're going to get there. The Bible says that uh, those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. Dr. Cho says, I think this is so powerful. God's power on your life is very important. And as I'm sitting there watching this 80-year-old little Asian man, he didn't even move. He just stood there. His feet didn't move. His hands didn't move. He just sort of got there. And I thought, he's right. <laughs> he's got it. Like, he, you could tell that it was higher and deeper than what it was. And how we think we can come into church or whatever and look like this and be like that. But at the end of the day... It's not about that. It's not about some big flamboyant speaker doing what he needs to do to motivate a, you know. It's about getting the Holy Spirit deep inside there, getting the power of God all over us. So when we go out, it's like, here it is, there it is, there it is. You've got it. Keep going. You know, why is church so powerful? When we come in, we receive visions and dreams for our world. Why is it so powerful to to, to grow our children up in the house of the Lord? Because when we come in, you know, when we come into the house of God, that's the place that we get visions and dreams for our world. 
What's so powerful about a vision and dream? A vision and dream will give you faith. Faith will make you believe. Believe you'll speak. You'll go out and change. You know, I see so many, you know, I drive past Westfield and I see so many cars in the car park. I drive past, you know, shopping centers. I see so many cars in the car park. I go, you know, just this stirring on the inside like, God, they need to know that you are for them. God, they need to know that you're, you're not the one that wants to, you know, ZZ top taser them and, you know, shoot them back down to, you know, but God, you're for people. And God, you're, you're building people. You know, God builds people up. Isn't it so powerful that when, you know, Noah got given a dream, Abraham got given a dream, Joseph got given a dream, all these guys that, you know, had a heart after the Lord. What's their one qualification before their life? They had a heart for God. That's it. They all made mistakes. King David made more mistakes than you, you know. You know Peter, who loves Peter in the Bible? You know, the guy say, hey, uh, we're going to take Jesus away. And he pulls out a sword and chops a guy's ear off. It's like, Peter, what are you doing with the sword? Put it, you know. Who's ever, you know, it's in the Bible. It's like, they come to get Jesus. Peter pulls out a sword. What's he doing with a sword? I don't know. It just zings the guy's his ear, you know. It's like, but, but God is a great father and he's for us and he's with us. The Bible says here, uh, Dr. Cho said, as um, one of the, he said, dream your future. Dream your future. You know, you know, these people, oh, it's too hard. Monday is too hard. You know, the Bible says, dream, dream your future. You are in charge of where you want to go. If you're not where you're at, because if you're not happy with where you're at, dream a better future. Change the way we speak. Say what we, change the way we think. Change the, change the way we talk about it. You know, believe, dream your future. Bible says in Ephesians 3, 3.20 out of the Living Bible, and Rachel spoke on that this morning, says, now God be glory, who is mighty power at work within us, is able to do far more than we would ever dare to ask or even dream of. Do incredibly more than we ask or even dream of. If you get anything out of this whole message, I just want you to write down pray, dream, believe. Try, pray, dream, faith, believe, speak. And underline difficulty is my food. I become strong when I eat. What a hero. Abraham had to look up. Abraham had to look yeah. to God. Yeah. Hey, I want a dream. Hey, I want to be, you know, I want to touch a generation. I want, to, I want to do whatever I can do to help, you know, to be with God. But Abraham's in his little tent saying, hey, woe is me. How come Doug's awesome on guitar and I'm not awesome? Or how come, you know, all these other people seem to be out there living their dream, but I'm in my, I'm, a, I'm called, you know, exalted father, when they all have kids and I have no kids. God, it's not, you know, it's, it's not fair or, you know, you say you're a, you're a good God, but I'm here with no kids and everyone else has, I can hear dads changing, taking training wheels off bikes and, you know, I'm in my tent just looking down. God calls Abraham and says, Abraham, you need to stop looking down and you need to start looking up. You know, you need to stop saying, hey, woe is me and start believing what God has said about you, you know, what God has in store for you. You know, it's not like, you know, I'm the guy, God's given us so many promises. It's embarrassing for us how many promises 
how, many, how much advantage we have if we'd actually believe what God says about us. It's like a personal letter to you. Dear Andrew, this is what I think about you. This is who you are. This is what you, you know, this is the whole, it's like, oh God, I, I don't know if I'm gonna be, a, the Bible says, you know, God's here to bless you and, and keep you and protect you and guide you and lead you. So, like, well, I don't know what I'm gonna, you know, forget all that and believe what God says. He says, um, I love this. Dr. Joe said, sky is Bible. Look to the sky. Sky is Bible. Abraham's sky, Bible. Look to the Bible. So, whoa, yeah, right. Find God's promises for your life. See God's dreams. Work in time with the Holy Spirit. Find God's promises for you. See God's dreams for you. Work in time with the Holy Spirit. So powerful. Pray, dream, faith, believe, speak. As we pray, we begin to dream. As we dream, we see it. As we see it, faith rises. As faith rises, we believe. As we believe, we speak. And as we speak, our words create and recreate our world. The Bible says in Jeremiah that he's put, God has put His Word in my mouth. Whatever I speak, wherever I go, whatever I declare, the Bible says that God has put His words in my mouth. My world is changed and transformed because of the Word of God in my mouth. Because the Bible and the promises of God are in my heart and in my mouth. The Bible says in uh, Romans 10.8, it says, uh, The Word of God is in your mouth. Speak. The Word of God is in your mouth. Speak. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.